Welcome to the Wealthy Money Property Podcast, your ultimate resource to unlocking your inner property guru and building a property investment portfolio. Now, introducing your host for the show. Hello, hello, property magicians. This is your favorite podcast again. We are on episode 120. Happy to be here flying solo because my co-host Langile Magwagwa is in Mexico and she is take, she's taking a break actually this week. So we, we, we couldn't do the podcast together, but I have an incredible unconventional podcast for you today. I have got a guest um, called Zodetsu Muleleki of um, Muleleki Group. It is a realtor. Um, it is a realtor group, uh, real estate uh, investing and, and property managing group. And um, this guest that I found, I found on LinkedIn of all places, and very incredible um, young person that has done a whole lot of different deals and wanted to share them with us on the podcast. Hope you are going to enjoy this. It is, I am flying solo today, as I said, but just as a quick reminder, Property Magicians podcast is um, sponsored by Property Magician Stockfell. As you know, we have changed our name from Wealthy One Stockfell to Property Magician Stockfell, which is a collective of people who invest their money for a higher return rate we are a stock we are a very young stock fell we have done four deals up to now we have raised over 3.1 million and we are about to do deal number five we have had a huge delay on that deal but we are excited about what we are going to bring you so if you'd like to join the property magician stock fell as it is known, you are welcome to go to your app store or your play store, go and download an app called Stockfella, S-T-O-K-F-E-L-L-A. Go and download the Stockfella and go and find our logo that says Property Magician Stockfell and click on there. You are able to join and we will accept you and that's how you will deposit your money. For those that are live that are living outside of um, Namibia and, and, and Lesotho, please join our Stockfell at wealthy-money.com forward slash Stockfell. You will find the link on how to join the Stockfell over there and our Stockfell admin will get back to you and you will be able to join and deposit your money via our FNB account. All the, all the, 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 the FNB uh, details are over there. We have got people out in the Philippines, the US, Botswana, everywhere in the world, literally, who are investing in our Stockfell. So thank you for joining me. Um, we Let's begin with this exciting, exciting um, podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Property Magicians podcast. This is the part of the podcast where my co-host Bangile and I normally share the takeaways. We 
whenever we listen to a guest, there are things that pop along that just stand out for us and we normally share our takeaways. We hope you are learning and you got your own takeaways and please go and like us on Pod, on Podbean, on Spotify, in iTunes and share your own takeaways, right? When you are on iTunes, don't forget to give us a rating and please, on the comment sections of the podcast, give us your biggest takeaways from any podcast. I have three takeaways that I'm going to share. I wish I had the time to share all 10 that I wrote. I keep right. I kept writing when our guest was speaking. So Totesi shared a lot about himself and a lot of little nuggets that our people need to, to learn about. Here's my first takeaway. I am... <clears throat> Let's share this one first. Um, distressed property. Distressed property is a term that is used in general for whether the person is distressed or a business is distressed or the property itself is dilapidated and breaking apart or it's distressed because the bank is unable to extract its money or the money of the mortgage from the person that has invested, right? So distressed property, please don't take it as just one single term. It doesn't mean one single one thing. It means several things. We even spoke about an example where the bank assists the owner of a property to sell it off to the next person because they have decided they are getting out because they are unable to afford to pay for that uh, for that property or their business is, 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 is struggling and they'd rather sell it off or sell it back to the bank rather than fall behind with their mortgage. So distressed is just a term that is used legally, but it can mean many, many things. You have people who are deceased and they didn't leave a will or their, their uh, children are not interested in the property, so it is sitting there not being used. That's distressed property. All right. Um, let's look at takeaway number two that I have. Right. Um, so Tetsu was so keen on telling us about we do not have to, we do not have to have a book that changes our lives or that starts our real estate journey. I know we get very excited about books on this podcast. So I thought that was such a fresh perspective on how to learn about real estate. Firstly, he shared about how he learned about real estate from the many various deals and the various aspects of how he has gone about his real estate journey. So he doesn't have one single book, but he has got several clients, several deals that he has learned from. He even shared a radio, a, a radio program that plays on Kaya FM in South Africa, Kaya FM. And this particular program um, is uh, between seven and eight. We are going to find the name of that program and leave it on the comments um, for you so that you can make a reference. And I'm sure you can stream it from wherever you are. And so, so we will share it on the, on the podcast notes so that you can learn from it, right? So what am I saying? 
books are not the only place where you learn about real estate. Books should not be the only place and you shouldn't get distressed when you cannot find a book that starts you off on your real estate. We are different people. We respond to different media. We respond to different people. And this particular podcast has got two Black women and it might be your thing to listen to Black women. It might be not your thing and you'll go and find another podcast or you'll find another way of learning about real estate. But please, educate yourself. That's the message. Educate yourself. Find your medium. Find your poison. Like that. All right. My last takeaway, not because it's the last takeaway, I just love how um, Sotetsi has gone around his real estate journey. Remember, he started as he started in marketing, he started in branding, he started as an account, key accounts manager, but he is an artist in, his, in himself. He loves shapes, he loves beautiful spaces, and he loves beautiful clothes, and he was even a stylist. Look at how this happens. The first people that he ends up in partnership with are developers and architects because he necessarily is a person that loves beautiful things. So your real estate journey and your niche actually is shaped by the kind of person that you are, the kind of person internally that you, you are attracts the certain people into your life that, um, that, that, that help you to do this. So I feel like um, our real estate journeys are not a copy and paste. They are not something that happens just because you think this should happen this way or somebody needs to find that we, we you needs to direct you that this is how you start he started in high-end real estate he started with with architects and developers and that was his niche so find your poison and stick with it i hope you i hope you have learned some from this podcast and i hope you can find your own niche thank you for listening Hi there, good morning. Thank you for waking up on a Sunday morning to do this with me. Um, and, and thank you for agreeing to come and share what you know about real estate with our listeners. How are you doing? Uh, good morning, I'm doing very well. Uh, it's a pleasure to be invited. <laughs> and uh, I'm looking forward to the interview. Okay, okay. Um, so Tetsi, this is, this is an incredible um, podcast where we teach people about our, our own journeys. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Where are you from? And where were you born? You know, something personal about you. Okay. Uh, my name is Tsoteti uh, Mleleki. Uh, I'm the founder and managing director of Mleleki Property Group. Um, I was born and raised uh, in the East Rand, uh, Fosterers. Okay. Um, I currently reside in Santon, and uh, we we um, do sales, rentals, uh, property management 
investment opportunities within uh, real estate mm -hmm. and developments. Okay. Um, yeah, that's what we do. Okay. All right. So that is that that is good to hear. Um, that is good to hear. Always good to hear when someone comes from a township that you can relate to. For those who know uh, where the Eastern is and Fostoras, as my miss used to call it, um, <laughs> up in the Eastern. Tell me, tell me, Mlelegiti, when you bought your first piece of real estate. Did you know you were making a real estate investment or was it just a roof <coughs> over your head? Um, how did you even begin? Look, it was a very, it was an intentional move. Okay. Um, having been um, a social entrepreneur, okay. um, growing, yeah, growing up uh, in, my, in my late teens, um, um, I used to sell clothing. I actually even manufactured clothing myself. Uh, and I did study uh, clothing production in okay. college. Okay. Yeah, and I would manufacture and sell. And uh, I also became a, a stylist for a, uh, a, a publication, magazine. Okay. Um, yes. Um, and then I moved into... An IT space by default. Uh, what does that mean? Well, uh, I was an account manager uh -huh. um, in the office automation. So we used to sell like your laptops, your uh, copies, printers to mm. government entities, parastatals and stuff. I used to work for some, um, I worked for Xerox at that time to Xerox. Oh, and I then see. I worked, yeah, and then I worked for Minolta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I, yeah, at the age 21, I became sick and tired of working for other people because I've, I've always had the hustling spirit in me. Mm. And uh, I asked myself, it's okay, what can I do to, to gain financial freedom and yeah. independence? Yeah. You know, um, I'm a very creative uh, person, person by nature. You know, okay. I, yeah, I like changing my mind all the times. Uh, I, I like uh, exploring different things in whatever I'm doing. So if I'm in a space where I feel like uh, I'm limited or I'm too controlled and I become very frustrated I see. and uh, yeah, I, I see. don't, I, yeah, I, 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 <clears throat> then I lose, <clears throat> I lose my ultimate productivity, you know, sure. because I, if something has not been working for the past six months, you need to, you need to try something different, something different until you find what is right. Where okay. if you're in a if you're in a formal space, you're obviously guided by the by the corporate governance of that particular of company. That particular you know? company, true. Yes, yeah. Okay, then I went um, um, at age twenty one. I decided that no, I'm I'm resigning. Uh, I want to go hustle. You know. Um, Did you have a plan? At that time, <laughs> Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Okay. okay. Uh, uh, a friend of mine at that time was into the import and exports market. Okay. He used to export your your IT and consumables within the IT and um, to surrounding countries. Okay. And then uh, I decided to partner with him because I already had the knowledge of that product. And I said, "Look, let's work together." And then we started a partnership. Uh, it didn't work out, um, and then I, I diversified. Um, I was 
again, find myself by default, I find myself in a branding space okay. uh, um, where I find myself supplying your uh, government entities and your private corporate companies with branding and marketing material. Material, and, I see. And your creative uh, concepts. So we did quite a number of things. Uh, it did become it did become a success, I must say. Uh, yeah. You know, we had so many had so many accounts. You know, um, but again, uh, I be, it, I became stagnated myself because it was the same thing over and over, same product, uh, and the competition became uh, started to rise because mm. now you got one client. There's a thousand people looking for the client who are trying to chase the client. It becomes a price competition. Okay. You know, it's that's you know, because some people are desperate to get into the market. Now they they they, they start Drop undercutting prices. because of desperation and stuff, you know. And uh, in that space, again, there's there was probably one source of supplier, you know, who's would supply almost everyone, and then sure. you have one client again, it's Unless you want to import from China, yeah. but for you for you to import from China, you must have huge, huge volumes. You know, uh, probably in the excess of billions for you to 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 you know to bring stuff and you know and distribute. Yeah. Uh, so I sat back and asked myself and said, "Okay, fine. There must be a product that uh, is appealing to a thousand consumers. One product." thousand consumers and that was property you know uh yeah because now it's the other way around one client thousand suppliers property is one product thousand consumers because now if i have a if i have a property and buyer number one does not like it number two is gonna like it number three is gonna like it number four is gonna like it so my likelihood of selling that product to someone is is 10 times uh, more possible, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah. Uh, and then I intentionally went into property, particularly distressed properties. Oh. Uh, yes. Uh, I, I, fun enough, my first purchase, you know, yeah. um, I remember that time I, it was still the bank's properties. So I buy from the banks, if I'm not buying from the banks, um, I'm buying from Sheriff Auction. Okay. Yeah. So, best bought my first property. Mm-hmm. Uh, within thirty days, flipped it, made a profit, and then I uh, saw, so, okay, wow, well, this is possible. Uh, I'm gonna stop you more... there. Just hold on yeah. a second, because the listener that's listening to this um podcast, yeah. mostly yeah. Is people who are still wanting and still guessing if they should or shouldn't, what do, do you call a distressed property? Just define that for us. What are the different classes of distressed properties and what does it look like and where do you find it? Okay, there's legal terms. There's, there's yeah. Distressed property can, can be a legal term yeah. uh, and can, can also be a physical term. Okay. So uh, now let's, let's start with the physical term, which is sure. more obvious. Sure. Uh, it, it could be an, an, an abandoned house okay. that is, is vandalized, dilapidated. Uh, no one is interested. No one cares about. Yeah. And buy it. Yeah. The owner, we don't it. know where he is or he also yeah. is just scared to come back to the house. Yeah. 
yeah, you know, something yeah. happened, and then yeah, you buy the property, make it look good, mm-hmm. uh, put back on the market, you know, um, yeah. at at the market at market price. Now that's a, that's a physical distressed property. Now the legal term or legal part of a distressed property is a property that is uh, is uh, uh, on a sale of execution. That's like a sheriff auction property. Mm-hmm. Uh, a property that is liquidated. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, a property that is insolvent. Yeah. Uh, a property that uh, is a deceased estate. Yeah. It happens. I mean, we find that the kids are not interested in that property. You know, yeah. uh, they've moved, gone overseas. Yeah. You know, and it's yeah, it's so. Uh, and again, there's what we call uh, PIP. It's property in position. So that's a property that is that's a property that has been um, went on auction, yeah. and uh, it's either no one was interested, yeah. or uh, the reserve price that was put by by the bank was not achieved, and Actually. therefore the bank will the bank will buy back and say, "Okay, fine, we're gonna buy it back and keep it in our position until we achieve." the desired amount amount yeah because when banks yeah. put a property on option they are looking yeah. at their money so they are not going to accept anybody that offers less than that amount that they have in mind to settle the bill yeah, yeah. because distressed and property like, to some people yeah. is oh that house that that the windows have become brown and nobody is interested in that's very very good concept to explain to yeah. people and some people yeah. get get put their house up for for sale like in 2020 when people were distressed people themselves will tell them i probably won't be able to pay their bond so can you help me sell this house you know they are they are yeah yeah that's called a voluntary sale uh voluntary yeah 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 it's it's what we call uh, assisted sale by yes. the banks yeah now yeah which is what we are also doing we're also on the banks panel on the banks we are, okay cool yeah so we are selling and marketing those type of properties okay. on behalf of banks yeah mm-hmm. and uh, and the banks are aware that they may not achieve 100 percent asking price yeah. uh, hence the banks are also giving incentives to those type of clients who say look um um i don't want my property to go on insurance auction yeah. Uh, I want to blend ahead. I don't want to find yeah. myself being kicked out. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a, it's an amazing program, honestly. It because is. They also, it is. They, they do give, they do give clients incentives like discounts on, on the balance, and they also give they them do. some incentives, incentives towards paying their rates, after the yeah. rates and taxes and compliance certificates and stuff like that. So it's a brief, brief program, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. I love, I love, I love how you put it, and and I've seen easy sales going, especially the very, very high end, um, very high end houses where people are paying forty, forty nine thousand per month on a on a mortgage, right? 
And those people know Definitely. how to play. Yeah. And, and most business people do that with their commercial properties. They know ahead that cash flow is not going great. I won't have mm-hmm. 50000 for the mortgage in the next three months. And they tell the bank and the bank gives them a discount and they limp along with you for the next three months, but then they don't charge you interest and they do. Yeah. And some people don't know that, that they have access to certain things like that. You go and keep quiet in your little corner and three months later the bank says you are out and they charge you massive interest yeah look you know and unfortunately uh, uh um most people and i would say um, um i don't want to be racial but our people yeah regard a property as 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 uh, a emotional attachment you understand Ooh, oh man so what so <laughs> One thing you must understand is that when 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 your property is is not fully paid up, it's not your property. You might be living in the property, uh, you might have stayed in the property for the past ten years, mm-hmm. but if you got another ten years or whatever, it's still it's still in the bank's name. You understand? Mm-hmm. So sometimes you need to let lend if if you are confidently aware and you can foresee that you know what, I there's no way I'm going to raise the required amount in the next two months, three months, put up the property for sale. You can even make a profit, you know, uh, from the property and it will give you a good start to go and rent, you know, start your life over again and et cetera. But, you know, but forcing and fighting and, and, and holding on, I think it's, be, it's giving, it's creating more pain for yourself and your family because now you end up living in fear uh, I mean, what if they switch off your lights? That's now the city, you know, or Tata Council. What if it's switch off your lights and water? Now everyone in your family is living in distress because you don't want to plan ahead, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's such a good thing. It's such a good thing that we are even talking about that. Distressed, distress can, many, can mean many things. And you see that in commercial terms, Businesses go into distress now and again and up and down. You think they survive the same way all the time. They don't. They approach the bank and sit down and say, listen, I only have 10,000, not the 50,000. Can Mm -hmm. I take a holiday of paying 50,000 until my cash flow rises and whatever? And you hear it from big commercial companies. They know and they know when they are going to go into distress. I like what we are talking about. Um, that's the reason, by the way, that you got invited to the podcast. You and I keep speaking about very unconventional ways of um, property. You still haven't told me when you bought your first property, you already mm-hmm. were in property and property management and, and in your no, business. No. Oh, no, okay. No, no. Did you know you were was, buying an investment? I was never in property. Um, I never even planned to become a realtor at oh, all. Mm, mm. Yeah. Remember, I still had my other business, ne? Yes, yes, the branding yeah, so, and stuff. Mm. Uh, yeah. So buying the investment property was was a way to make extra money, you know. Oh, I see. To say, okay. Let me not rely on one leg. Um, property is obviously the margins that can be good. Yeah. Uh, you know, but now the property back bit bit me. And uh, after my first transaction, I never looked back. Uh, after and the yeah, flip. I con- 
after that after first, first flip of the, the yeah i how yeah, much I went did you on... make so Tetsu, if i may, if I may uh, <laughs> give somebody an idea just give somebody an idea Yo, and what I'm does it I'm, mean I'm, I'm... to flip <clears throat> flip flip means buying buying at a at a very fraction very. fraction of yes lower uh and 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 with the intention to resell yeah you know at a short space of time so what sort uh, of property was it and what do you mean you flipped it within a month okay it was a it was a a distressed vacant land in a upmarket estate okay in hartebis port yes and then I think I bought it for hundred thousand, eh? Yeah. Um, and then immediately put it back on the market, and I think I made hundred thousand uh, profit. And yeah, then we did a back-to-back transaction um, using the proceeds of the of the buyer, mm-hmm. um, and the buyer's bank would issue the guarantees to us. We issue the guarantees to you know. So just like a back-to-back flip, quick flip and stuff. It's it's a gamble, uh, but it worked. Eh? It, it worked. I mean, I let think me I went... Ask I went a, let me ask yeah. a few questions again. Now, I when, when, I'm, when I'm speaking to beginner investors, I always caution mm. against buying land. I'm like, hmm, land is a, is a tricky one. Why was that piece of land valuable? It's a very tricky thing to buy a piece of land because you don't know what you're buying. You don't know whether those people have been paying their their council fees because you do have to pay council fees if it's got services. Why was that piece of land valuable? What what made it ready to save? Okay, now, remember, a piece of land in in an upmarket estate has got more value than... Uh, a piece of land in Lanzaria somewhere or in, uh, oh, you know, land. The corner you know, some, of Fosnora. Eh. Yes, some lying piece of land. That's not the same. So yeah, now, why? Can, why? Okay, now let's talk about an estate. An estate has got properties that probably are arranging in a value of 3 million mm. to 10 million. So there's already a value. Uh Land is obviously less attractive to a normal consumer because you have to build, you have to do that, and a normal consumer right, right. will never look at a piece of land. Right. However, however, you've got contractors and developers who buy who looking such piece, for that. Yes. Always looking for such piece of land because they know that they're gonna build and sell as well, you know, or they can not buy, but they will source for a client to say, I've got a client that's looking for a piece of land. Uh, um, they want to build a 400 square meter house and we need this piece of land. It's perfect for us to do a building package for this client. So that was my market already. Okay. It became my niche at that time. It became my niche. Uh, and I, I went on to do many of those uh, you know, transactions. Yeah. yeah, I ran the whole of Harding. You know, um, I was specializing in only high-end states. RTPS, uh, Serengeti, uh, Copper Leaf, many estates, you know, um, and Rodeport, um, you know, because they, you know, and I was, I will buy it because no one was, in, no one was interested. So I'll buy at very, very low market value. Yeah. 
yeah. and still sell at, and still sell at below market value, you know. So I was still adding value to that value chain, mm-hmm. you know. So uh, the advantage is that there was a market for that. Number one, there's a market for building packages. Uh, it still is. I mean, we go, we go to Stain City. People are still building houses. They are still doing spec houses. They are designing their beautiful properties. Where uh, the difference with buying a piece of land in Fosloras or Soweto or Deep Slot is you need to have a plan. You know, I mean, what are you going to do with that piece of land? Is it serviced? You know, uh, is is it even an agricultural area? Is it a wetland? Is it even a buildable piece of land? You know, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. Obviously, the first thing you must ask yourself: if a, a, a land is just abandoned, or you know, something is wrong. Mm-hmm. Honestly, you know, yeah. or it is not conducive, conducive. for yeah for housing for, for housing. Uh, yes, you can understand. Mm-hmm. You, you might put a, a temporary structure. Uh, like a steel structure and and run your puzzle shop or <laughs> run any other business, but not so, not for yeah, not, not for a, a yeah, yeah. So we've never we had never spoken to someone about about a piece of land in in in, in estate, and most people, even the estate that I live in, it's meant mm. to have thirty nine houses, and there are mm. maybe about five five stands that are standing that haven't been built mm. on and uh, yeah. um so there are five stands that haven't been built on and what what the issue is is that the owners have not been able to raise money to build they mm-hmm. are running behind with the ladies and possibly mm-hmm. with the council as well. So, you know, those pieces of land are cheap, right? They are a throwaway mm-hmm. because when you buy, when you buy, when you buy that piece of land, you are buying and you, you must settle the council, you must settle the levies of the estate. And, mm-hmm. and by the time, by the end of it, the, the, the seller or the owner is left with no money really that they are getting and then you buy and you sell it on and you 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 make some money on a piece of on, on a piece of real estate that is such a good mm-hmm. model and you know for you and I because we keep talking about these um untraditional ways of 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 investing in real estate would you say to someone one can start a real estate journey with very little money or no money at all, would you, would, do you think it's even possible? It's, you know, from where I'm standing now. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 and from my experience, from my experience over the sure. past 10 years now, I'm, sure. I'm, I'm in, prop, I'm in property. Mm-hmm. You see, when I started, I, I was, I, I was a hustler. I was, I was trying to, play the game I was I was learning the game uh, I told you my nature my nature is is I'm an explorer yeah I always try things that are not normal that's me by nature you know yeah. um, look the safest way to start with real estate is you need to have a bond at least have access to finance mm-hmm. yes I have access to finance uh, buy to rent out or at least have some money to buy and flip, you know, 
or 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 be part of a stock fell or yeah where or, you can or have some a, money mm-hmm. yeah or have a group of friends that you buy together etc or yeah it's the simplest way because it's it, my story won't be the same you know what what happened and how it happened is not going to be the same and remember there's something that we call an error like you know when something used to work five years ago and it does not it won't work today you know mm-hmm. today there's a different concept so and and every five years um there's a new there's a new concept that comes up i know um, for example 10 years ago we never had airbnb you know we that's didn't, 10 years ago right? <laughs> yeah now we've got airbnb it's, yeah. it's changing the lens it has changed the landscape of of property investment altogether you know so uh i would say start start at your comfort level yeah start at your uh financial level yeah and then you with time you will learn different things because you start start networking with people who are also in property you know if you know 10 people 10 different people who are doing property you know they all got 10 different stories to tell you they know do. Um, yeah. you know and uh um you can read some books but i'd rather i'd prefer you read articles you know because articles are more current they talk about what's happening now you know a book can just can will give you will tell a book is a storyteller is a storytelling document of how I did it and how somebody else did it and but and, and current affairs talk about what's happening. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that is that is so incredible, and so that's for me. Um, when we we keep speaking offline, is that you keep calling yourself a realtor, but. Mm-hmm. My my experience of our conversations are not of mm. just any realtor. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying. So yeah. I want you to speak to what makes what makes your journey as a realtor so so different. What have you done that makes your real estate business different? Why are you not really? your traditional real estate agent? Yeah. I'm not an agent, number You're one. You're not. Thanks. Yeah, I've never been an agent. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let me tell you, let me just briefly tell you my story. Uh, yeah. Okay, how I got into the real estate space is that yeah. I, I I started by buying and selling distressed properties. Yeah. Uh, and then at that time, my most of my clients were, were contractors and developers. Mm. I had a few private clients, but majority were contractors and developers. And I liked what they did with those properties because they would flip them on as a package. It is a development, okay. you know. Yes, and uh, coming coming from a fashion, okay, coming from an, a creative and fashion industry. Yeah, yeah. You know, I f- I fell in love with the creative side of property. Of property. Creative. And when I say creative, I'm talking about the art side, the art. which is now art, architecture, architecture creating, yeah. mm-hmm. creating things from scratch. And I said, you know what? I want to become a developer. I like putting together stuff. And then I partnered with a, an architect, put together concepts. Um, at that time, because I was doing so well with uh, 
buying and flipping. I started buying properties and keeping them. I see. Uh, yes, and then I will market them as a as a as a as a development as a package. So you come to me and buy a house, and you would, would sit down, we'll design, we'll help you get money from the bank and etc. You know. Now the interesting part in doing that, in doing so, doing that, uh, I'll have clients who are saying, "Okay, we want to. I want to buy your property, but I've got. I'm stuck with the bond. You know, I've got a house that I need to sell. Yes. You know, I can't qualify. But and I say, whoa. Uh, or some will say, because uh, sometimes I'll buy apartments. I'll buy apartments and flip them as well. Not only land. I'll buy apartments, houses, sure, sure. fix them up quickly and put them on the market." So someone will come to me and say, okay, I like this apartment, but mm, I want that one next door. <laughs> yes. Do you understand? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so so I sat back and said, but that's a missed that's a missed opportunity. Yeah. They didn't like they didn't like they didn't like the one that I'm owning. Yeah. But I could have I could have sold the one next door and made money, a commission. And then that's how the real estate company was born. I see. So maybe I live on the first floor and actually I want the one on the ground floor because I want to be able to go outside onto the garden. I know someone who instantly did that actually mm. And, mm. and went and offered the person underneath to say, actually, I want the garden because also my kids want a little puppy and blah, blah, blah. And, mm. and did they deal like that? Yeah. And, so yeah, I like and people... Yeah, so and also people assume that I'm an agent because they didn't understand that I'm a developer. I was a developer. I was never an agent. I was a developer. Exactly, exactly. You know, uh, yeah. uh, and they, they would assume I'm an agent. And say, can you please sell my property? I'm like, Ish, I can't sell your property because I'm not in. We're not. We're not a, a licensed company. Yeah. And then we became licensed. We became licensed, and uh, we started selling properties. Yeah. You know, and and it helped because. Um, Selling a development is is not your it's it's not a traditional way of because now imagine I'm selling you come to me and say I want to buy a house and I show you a piece of land you know it takes someone with a vision to buy into a piece of land and then buy into an a concept that does not exist you understand mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that's what we are selling we're selling something that does not exist Exist-y, but we put it yes. visual Absolutely. but you put it the visual but not everyone understood it, you know. So yeah. Some people say, hey, hey, this thing, no, 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 you know, I, I want to. And so, I like what you uh, say. I like what you're saying because you're talking to someone who is, I don't see things unless they are on paper and they are a drawing or a structure. And purely no, no. because my creative yeah. side doesn't work that way. Until I came into property, it is when someone shows me, you remember that piece of land? This is what it mm. turned into. It's not very easy for everyone and the traditional mm. ways of buying or selling are exactly mm. what has happened. I want us to take a pause there a bit. Um, just take a okay. pause for me. So, so we were, <clears throat> you've told me about the niche and how you got how you got into being a realtor and you were sourcing packages. What I want us to talk about now is um, very interesting because when you talk about financing, 
most people complain about that, right? That, you know, Mm -hmm. getting into real estate is an issue because we don't have finance, we can't have access to, to, to finance. Your experience about financing models, now that you have had different elements or different clients, you know, developers one side, investor one side, or just someone who just wants a home. You know, most people just want a home. They are not real estate investors. What's your experience about financing in South Africa particularly? You know, people people are bad-mouthing the banks. They say the banks are difficult. They're not funding. <laughs> Look, uh, you need to understand that it's... Um, um, are you here? I'm very much here. I'm just reaching out. Yeah. Okay, should I pause a bit? No, go ahead. Okay, we can, yeah. So you need to understand that um, the banks have a a model that they use for for scoring someone, you know, uh, from ITC to affordability uh, to your source of income, how you make your money, you know. Obviously, uh, the criteria they look at is different from a business person, a self-employed person, an artist, a musician, a soccer player, sure. uh, a, con- a contract worker. You know, there's different, there's different uh, experts that the banks look at for every, every individual. Sure. So my advice is go to the bank and sit down in the bank and say, this is me. This is me. This is what I do for a living. Uh, this is how much I earn. Um, I've got an aspiration to become a property investor or I've got an aspiration to buy a property. How do I make myself uh, uh, suitable to be financed by the bank? You understand? You might find that you may have got an ITC or you've got an, so many stupid expenses that you can move away from your profile, you know. Just, it's, 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 it all requires planning. You can't just walk into a bank and say, hey, I want one million. And the bank says, no, you don't qualify. And then you say, ah, you guys are this, you're terrible, you're that, you're that, you're <laughs> black, you don't want to give us money because I'm black. You know, it's 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 honestly <laughs> the bank does give the bank does give, does give people money. They do, whether you're a businessman or whoever, the banks do. However, make yourself financeable and bankable yeah. by learning by learning and understanding your pro, your personal profile. Number one, number two, your qualifying criteria based yeah. on your personal profile. You know, don't listen to stories because we, you know, as people, black people, we we like taking other people's problems and making them ours, and <laughs> it's not it's, it's not the truth. You know, yeah. and we use a lot of party. They say party, party. You know, yes, yes. it's the same as it's like business funding. Someone yeah. will say. Ah, you never get it funding if you're not connected. Hey, hey, funding. And then you find someone at the, ah, now I've got the funding. They give me, they gave me uh, 20 million and I've got a farm and I'm farming and I'm, yeah. you know, I'm doing okay. Yeah. But you've never even made an application form. You never even made an inquiry. <laughs> you never even walked into their office to find out 
What is it? That you, yeah. Do you understand? Yeah, just. I'm yeah, laughing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm laughing because because there's so much that we don't know. I don't know how much you've listened to our property magicians podcast. There's a podcast that we did. I think it's one one eight or one one nine with a developer who develops for the gap market. The stuff he shares about how much our people don't know, especially people who are in the gap market, they don't qualify for an RDP house. The, you know, the very low cost housing that is provided by government, but they do also don't qualify necessarily for a 1 million rent bond. And that market that is in between is the most difficult, 500,000 to 700,000, 800,000, and they mm-hmm. can't get bonds. But when we speak amongst ourselves, there's no information that's going to come out of there, you know. There are ways, and the government has got the FLISP. It's got it's got a, 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 a the, the 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 finance that they they back people in that gap market and whatever. And the developer was on the on the podcast, and I hope people are listening to it because there are so many different financing models for different people and different shapes and length and depth of your pocket that all mm-hmm. of us actually. Can can finance a home without without all the stories zabobati and, and true true you know you see you see now you see now the where current affairs come in eh? yeah someone will buy a daily sign and 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 skip an article about flips what is flips and go and jump into a gossip about some guy who woke up without <laughs> without an ear you know because. <laughs> <laughs> So, and I really like what you are saying because when someone tells you how to clean your profile and then somebody yeah. else tells you how the ITC works, you know, when you have got a judgment, it doesn't stay there for life. There are ways of getting your judgment removed. And then mm-hmm. the bank, how can I make myself attractive to you? Those are all different types of, you know, different types of planning and getting yourself towards towards payment. There are people who have had judgments for over 15 years and they, they mm. don't know that actually there is a way of cleaning up. They've cleaned up their profile. They are now paying their accounts. They are on board with whatever cell phone account they have. They don't have mm. a credit card anymore that they are abusing. Mm. And they don't know that they can clean that up. Yeah. I want to talk true. about something else uh, because, I guess, as I say, your your journey of being a realtor is so interesting for me. I want you to tell me about relationships in real estate. What's your sense? We've just spoken about the relationship with the bank now. What's your sense? What would you say relationships have played in your realtor business? Yo, I, I mean, I'm who I am today because of of uh, of relationships of sure. people who sure. who believed in me, you know, and and also shared and gave me uh, insight, uh, education, information. You know, look, um, it's very important that one networks. Number one, you know, mm-hmm. you into into network, uh, especially in real estate. Uh, network with your people who are like-minded, uh, like yourself, uh, from architects to developers to bankers to agents to 
whoever that is a stakeholder in in your industry you you need to have a relationship with those people because we need each other every day whether it's a bond originator whether um but now what i've noticed is that um with the agents agents um um are enemies to each other you know they 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 hate on each other and uh, they think that you you know another agent is is coming to steal which is the truth they do that as well they, there's so much backstabbing they backstab each other badmouth each other they do that you know uh you know and and but yeah relationship is very important um you need to have your own people that you can always go to you know yeah. um so it's very important networking network yeah i'll, I'll say yeah. network within your the the people in your in your industry yeah yeah and i find that sometimes we network but we are butterflies we skip from one person to another we don't really build a relationship and then you think you can just come back to a person and ask you know in the networking we need to be valuable to the next person so that they can give us value as well right so that's very sure. important absolutely yeah. so um so that this has been such an incredible um interview for me because it's so mm. different from what we've, from what we've heard from from other people so right now just in summary what would you say you do you still do that many different uh, types of real estate or are you do you have a niche that you that you that you that that you source and sell to the next person uh look currently we are we are currently building the the real estate side of of the business we've got a few contracts uh with with big corporates that we are looking after oh. um and then we are also working on our long-term uh, investments and and developments that's that's where we are oh. you know right. yes yeah that's that's our that's a space that we add but yes um our our core business now is selling and renting out for for clients and property yeah. management and property yeah, that's management. What we, okay. yes that's what we're focusing on yeah All right. I think I think there's going to be lots of value extracted from this from this interview. Um, um, so that's it. I would love to us to move on to the next segment of the show. On to the next segment of our show, magical feedback from our hosts, where our hosts share their three takeaways from today's episode. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Property Magicians podcast. This is the part of the podcast where my co-host Bangile and I normally share the takeaways. We, whenever we listen to a guest, there are things that pop along that just stand out for us and we normally share our takeaways. We hope you are learning and you got your own takeaways and please go and like us on, Pod, on Podbean on Spotify and iTunes and share your own takeaways, right? When you are on iTunes, don't forget to give us a rating. And please, on the comment sections of the podcast, give us your biggest takeaways from any podcast. I have three 
takeaways that I'm going to share. I wish I had the time to share all 10 that I wrote. I keep right. I kept writing when our guest was speaking. So, so that he shared a lot about himself and a lot of little nuggets that our people need to, to learn about. Here's my first takeaway. I am, <clears throat> let's share this one first. Um, distressed property. Distressed property is a term that is used in general for whether the person is distressed or a business is distressed or the property itself is dilapidated and breaking apart or it's distressed because the bank is unable to extract its money or the money of the mortgage from the person that has invested, right? So distressed property, please don't take it as just one single term. It doesn't mean one single one thing. It means several things. We even spoke about an example where the bank assists the owner of a property to sell it off to the next person because they have decided they are getting out because they are unable to afford to pay for that uh, for that property or their business is, 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 is struggling and they'd rather sell it off or sell it back to the bank rather than fall behind with their mortgage. So distressed is just a term that is used legally, but it can mean many, many things. You have people who are deceased and they didn't leave a will or their, their uh, children are not interested in the property. So it is sitting there not being used. That's distressed property. All right. Um, let's look at takeaway number two that I have. Right. Um, so Tetsu was so keen on telling us about we do not have to we do not have to have a book that changes our lives or that starts our real estate journey. I know we get very excited about books on this podcast. So I thought that was such a fresh perspective on how to learn about real estate. Firstly, he shared about how he learned about real estate from the many various deals and the various aspects of how he has gone about his real estate journey. So he doesn't have one single book, but he has got several clients, several deals that he has learned from. He even shared a radio, a, a radio program that plays on Kaya FM in South Africa, Kaya FM. And this particular program um, is uh, between seven and eight. We are going to find the name of that program and leave it on the comments um, for you so that you can make a reference. And I'm sure you can stream it from wherever you are. And... <clears throat> So, so we will share it on the on the podcast notes so that you can learn from it, right? So, what am I saying? Books are not the only place where you learn about real estate. Books should not be the only place, and you shouldn't get distressed when you cannot find a book that starts you off on your real estate. We are different people. We respond to different media. We respond to different people. And this particular podcast has got two Black women and it might be your thing to listen to Black women. It might be not your thing and you'll go and find another podcast or you'll find another way of learning about real estate. But please, educate yourself. 
That's the message. Educate yourself, find your medium, find your poison. Like that. All right. My last takeaway, not because it's the last takeaway, I just love how um, Sotetsi has gone around his real estate journey. Remember, he started as he started in marketing, he started in branding, he started as an account, key accounts manager, but he is an artist in, his, in himself. He loves shapes, he loves beautiful spaces, and he loves beautiful clothes, and he was even a stylist. Look at how this happens. The first people that he ends up in partnership with are developers and architects because he necessarily is a person that loves beautiful things. So your real estate journey and your niche actually is shaped by the kind of person that you are, the kind of person internally that you, you are attracts the certain people into your life that, um, that, that, that help you to do this. So I feel like um, our real estate journeys are not a copy and paste. They are not something that happens just because you think this should happen this way or somebody needs to find that we you needs to direct you that this is how you start he started in high-end real estate he started with with architects and developers and that was his niche so find your poison and stick with it i hope you i hope you have learned some from this podcast and i hope you can find your own niche Thank you for listening. Now on to the journey to magical expansion, where we ask our guests the same five questions we ask every guest. Well, welcome to the next segment of the show. This is the segment of the show where we ask the same five questions of our guests. It is the journey to um, magical expansion. And we ask our guests the same five questions and we, we extract a lot of value from these. And this is how people know how to find you and interesting things about yourself. Um, so Tetsi, would you say there is a favorite real estate book or a business book that changed your life? This is my favorite question. And you don't have to have a book, by the way. If it's an article, <laughs> please go ahead. It can okay. be an article. Yes. Okay, remember, uh, um, I'm, I'm not a, an investor that um, uh, <clears throat> is, is following a particular path. Sure. I'm a realtor. I'm a realtor that, yeah. that has been privileged to be exposed into a, a number of, of, of segments within segments. the space. Yeah. The, the education I'm getting is almost a daily. Okay, yes. <laughs> you know, I've... I'm doing, you know, we do, we've done so many thousands and transactions and yeah. they are all unique from each other. And, and for us, I can, I can probably write a Bible, you know, from, from the experiences sure. that on sure. their own, geez, they, they are a education to us okay. that on its own, because remember uh, in our space, we work with the banks, we work with the attorneys, yeah. we work we work with the uh, town council, we work with... So 
these are all the people that are, um, are, are involved on in our day-to-day operations, you understand? And, 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 and again, the clients that we, we, we service yeah. have got different needs, different requirements, different problems. You know, you might think, ah, this one is going to be quick and easy. Jeez, you know, it's a new, there's a new problem every day. Every day, I promise you, there's a new problem. I know. And, yeah, and that on its own is... Has been your education. It's education because it forces you to research. It forces you to, to ask questions. It forces you, you know, so by the time... It, you don't even need... I don't need a book, honestly. I don't, you know, because... <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I, 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 it's, it's, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm missing know it all, but yeah. I probably am. I know a lot of things. I, I know too much, you know, and you, uh, I'm open to learning, but I just, sure. Yeah. You found, you have found your education along and that's, 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 that's incredible because. And you're still finding it. Yeah. And you're still finding it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What inspires you? What makes you get up in the morning? What inspires you? What pushes you? Your everyday. I I would imagine it's a difficult journey to deal with different people. But what makes you get up and get out of bed? There's a saying. There's a saying that uh, you are as good as your last transaction or last deal. <laughs> All right. Yeah. yeah. You know. Uh, uh, so we we are in a a commission or a a profit. A driven business, sure. You know that on its own is is enough to wake you up in the morning or even in the middle of the night, <laughs> and you get a shock and say, like, "Whoa, I haven't I haven't performed well in the past two two weeks or in the past month." You know, I need to have a a three months plan, I need to have a six months plan, I need to have a five year plan. You know, mm. that keeps you on your toes. It yeah, keeps you want wanting to do something with yourself. You know, because what you didn't, if you did, if you did nothing in the past three months, nothing is going to happen over the next three months. If you did nothing in the past six months, you know, same applies. So mm-hmm. what you planted five years ago is what is actually happening right now. And what okay. you plant today is what we have. Yeah. So that is my motivation is that uh, uh, I need to keep going, keep moving. Okay. That's good. Yeah. That's good. What do you wish you had known before you started on your real estate um, journey to date? Are there things that you look back and you're like, sure, I wish someone had told me this before? Are there any things like that? Look, um, I'm, 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 very, I'm very appreciating of all the lessons. I've had some most, most terrible, life-threatening uh situations and lessons yeah. in 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 our business mm-hmm. you know and uh i'm thankful i'm grateful for them you know mm-hmm. uh, and we've i mean we've been, our business has been bankrupt already about three times and but sure. we've never we've never we've never went sure. under we've sure. never you know and yeah. uh but those lessons are appreciated you know mm-hmm. and because mm-hmm. they they shape you you know so they shape you into who you are yeah so okay. I'm happy. I'm appreciating everything that happened. Mm. At that time, um, when the bad things were happening, yes, you would wish, oh, I wish I could have done something different. I could wish this. I wish I didn't do that. I wish I didn't. But when after, when the storm has passed and you look back and say, you know what? I'm just, I'm, I'm glad I'm here. You know, yeah. that's, 
you know, I'm, 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 I'm glad. It's like driving on the road. Just so you drive on the highway, and uh, then the accident, maybe a kilometer or two kilometer, uh, you know, um, in front of you, you know, and by just taking a detour, you you find yourself in a beautiful destination, and that's the same thing with life, you know. If there were no accidents on our path, we wouldn't take details and different yeah. routes. Not that you're not, you're still going, you're still going to the same destination, but you know, you meet someone, someone tells you something different, you do something different. It's like, okay, it and it automatically becomes like a destiny, like, oh, geez, you know, how did I meet this person? And but you, you realize, oh, but I met this person, I did this thing, I found myself here because of that thing, you know, Absolutely. that I didn't like, Absolutely. led me here. Yeah. Is there any one yeah. single thing that you still feel like you want to learn in real estate that you can think of? What is the oh. one strategy, one, I don't know, yeah. The, 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 the things the things real estate is 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 evolving all the time you know almost every five years it evolves every there's always something new that mm. happens mm. uh we we you know five years ago uh we were on a different business path we were hungry for success we were hungry of, to do big things and you know and but uh, we are right now just moving with the flow. We chilled. We chilled. Mm-hmm. We're taking our time. We are cruising. Um, I, I see everyone wants to be a billionaire and everybody wants to be, to be on the front page of Business Times as a, as, a, as a biggest mogul or the next biggest mogul and stuff. And, it's, you know, if it takes five years, 10 years, 50 years, so be it, you know. Um, we wouldn't want a, a hype. We don't want an overnight success, uh, you know, because what I can tell you in real estate, if you do it right, you know, it will sustain you for the rest of your life and and taking things easy because, yes, you can make mistakes and some mistakes are costly mm-hmm. that you can't even recover from them, you know. Uh, but luckily, we, yeah, we, we, are, we, just, we, just, we just chilled, we're just cruising. Right. Is there any one <clears throat> real estate resource that you would like to share with our listeners? It can be a YouTube, a podcast, an article, or a website that you would send one to say there's something to read about this on this uh, on, on real estate. Is there anything? <laughs> Look, um, there's a there's a show that I normally bump into if I'm working late in the evenings yeah. on uh, things on Kai FM. Okay. Uh, I think it's around six or seven on Wednesdays. Or right. I found it very interesting because they, they talk about so many number of topics uh, from uh, listed entities to finance to compliance to really? they talk about the yeah they've really? got so many topics you know right. and mm-hmm. and and Do you know what more it's called? Ki- I forgot, but it's just Google Kaya. It's on Kaya. Yeah. On, yeah. It's Wednesdays, or it's, I'm not sure if it's every, but it's between six and seven. Yeah, yeah. Or seven yeah. and eight, some of them. It's a property it's, show. So it's like a finance, a finance and general topic. It's, it's, 
on business. Yeah. yeah. But it's more property. This one is more about property. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what I like about it is that they, they talk about the critical things, the things that uh, are shared by experts and professionals. It's, you mm. know, the, the, the integrity stuff that, yeah, and I find it very fascinating. Is it? Okay. Yeah. I will have yeah. a look what that is. That is so incredible. Yeah. So, so yeah. just as a last note, what would you like to get out of this podcast? What <clears throat> what made you even say yes to come into the to, to, to this podcast? You can you are free to plug yourself, by the way. We 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 are that kind of a podcast. <laughs> we are that kind of a podcast. We love people and we love any property investor um that shares their knowledge. Yeah. Sure. Um what I would like to tell our people is that teach yourself, man, you know, mm. learn, learn, teach yourself, especially with property uh, and investment and how to create wealth uh, and accumulate wealth, you know, and earn an income. You know, our people don't talk, you know, or and those who talk are, are talking amongst themselves, you know. Um, I'm glad that you got a podcast like yourself where mm. an average person, mm. you know, mm. can just log in and listen and 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 have a, mm. a thing or two. So you need to understand that the the privileged people um, learn about property from 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 dinner table. You know, they talk about these things at home with the uncle, the aunt, the father, and the grandfather, yeah. and the investor. And we don't have that luxury. Yeah. Yes, you know, and the only way we can learn is either we start and pass on uh, to uh, our kids or or go and search for information or find yourself a mentor, someone that you feel that you resonate with and, you know, say, can I call you? Can I just give you a call? Can we talk for an hour? You know, can, can you give me your time? Just I want to start, but, you know, I don't yeah. know what to do, where to start, you know. Yeah. 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 So yeah. go and seek information. Okay. So someone can call you and 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 speak about real estate. Where would they find you? How what's okay. the easiest method that they can find you? Look, we we are we we've got a website. Our our website is www.molelekigroup.co.za. Oh, yeah, it's just we are Moleleki Group. Uh Mm-hmm. My phone number, I'm also mm-hmm. on uh, on WhatsApp. My phone number okay. is 078-867-5766. Um, or there's also, also got an email. You can send yes. an email at uh, inquiries at modelikigroup.co.za. Or just Google Modelikig Property Group. Uh, we, are all, we are on all social media uh, platforms. We're on Twitter. Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, LinkedIn, LinkedIn yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, we, yeah, yeah. So we try to be as active uh, as much as you can, but we don't do any educational programs. Programs, you know, no. Um, yeah, yeah. We we don't do that yet. Yet. Okay. Um, so Tetsi, I'd love to thank you. <clears throat> for making the time on a Sunday morning to talk to me. And um, just want to remind our listeners that this podcast is um, sponsored by Property Magician Stockfell, 
our Stockfell group where you can join via Stockfella, an app called Stockfella, S-T-O-K-F-E-L-L-A. And for those who are outside of South Africa and are listening from any African state, do not be concerned that you cannot download the app Stockfella. You are welcome to join us on our website. We are www.wealthy-money.com forward slash Stockfell, S-T-O-K-V-E-L. And that's how you will join the Stockfell. And there are banking details on there. We have got all of our webinars and all of the deals that we have made on the Stockfell and that we are intending to do as well. We are also on WhatsApp. And when you are on that website, um, wealthy-money.com, forward slash Stockfell, you are able to find the WhatsApp link and you can join our Stockfell over there. So thank you to our guest, Sotezi Muleleki, and we hope to see you soon. And by the way, Muleleki Group, if you are one day looking for capital to do any fast action deals, you are welcome to contact us as well. Thank you again for doing this with me on a Sunday morning. Go ahead. Good, good. Sunday. Uh, thanks, thanks for the invite, uh, and 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 thanks for the chat. Yeah. Uh, it's it's actually made me also reflect a bit. A bit, of, right? Of, of, of where we come from and and where we're going, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. But just it's a, it's a great pleasure to be here. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for listening, property magicians. My name is Vangile Makwakwa, and I am your host on the show. I help people heal their ancestral money stories so that they can fall in love with their bank accounts, become financially free and live their best lives. So if you would love to increase your income or you'd love to pay off your debts and increase your savings, contact me. You can contact me on the Wealthy Money website at wealthy-money.com. Again, wealthy-money.com. Or you can email me at vangile at wealthy-money.com. Again, vangile at wealthy-money.com. Find me on Facebook on the Wealthy Money group or on the Wealthy Money page or find me on Twitter and Instagram as vangile makwakwa. Now over to my co-host. Thank you for listening. I am Dr. Miranda Prop Doc Mum on all the social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm the host of Property Magicians Podcast and I'm a property mentor. I mentor newbie property investors to help them to begin and to take action. Your journey into property investment begins with me from property registration, from property company registration to picking the correct strategy that suits where you are at. Find me on my inbox at Miranda at wealthy-money.com. Again, inbox me at Miranda at wealthy-money.com if you want me to help you start your property journey.